0: Hey there, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about something I would like for you to do before back to school. And not that your mind isn't probably already swarmed with a million different tasks you need to take care of to get your school back to, sc- or excuse me, to get your kids back to school ready, but this is something that is super actionable and doesn't take that much extra effort now if you are proactive about it. However, if you ask me three, six months from now and you're already started in school year and you're having some of the struggles that I want to help you prevent during the school year, then they will be a lot harder to be able to address, especially within school already being underway. So take a listen to some of the tips. I give you three steps that I want you to go ahead and do to help add variety to the offerings that you're going to be sending in your kid's lunchbox. And I promise they're not going to be go look at Pinterest and go get more ideas. That's not where I'm gonna tell you to start. So tune in and make sure that you take care of these three steps before you move on to the next task today. And say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the meal times, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. So I want to share a story with you guys today because I think back to gosh, like six years ago now, when my oldest—I didn't even have my second daughter yet—and when my oldest just started Mom's Day out. It was a couple months before I was do with my second and it was the first time like we were really packing lunches for her to go anywhere outside the home and she was going two part days a week and it was really sweet and everything but the reason I bring this up is because I remember as a new mom particularly as a dietitian mom how defeated I felt over how little she would eat in her lunchbox and I would send her these lunch boxes that I felt were so nutritionally sound and, you know, would give her the fuel that she would need for the day. And she would eat so little. And I struggled a lot because then at school, her the preschool that the little mom day out that she went to um, would serve, they would serve snacks. And I still remember, I can like vividly remember the way this teacher looked and I don't even remember all of her teachers over the last six years which maybe that's sad but and I should remember them all but I remember this one so vividly and I remember her telling me about the day that she let Claire eat the whole box of like letter cookies at snack because she asked if she could have more and the teacher gave her the whole box because she hadn't really eaten much lunch and I just remember feeling such shame not that she wanted those cookies but just that like i hadn't done my job of fueling my kid for school and you know here she was like just about two and we were already in the thick of having these struggles that the foods that were offered elsewhere and that you know the snacks that the preschool would offer versus the foods that i was sending from home were so vastly different that it was creating an issue and this was really the birth of love it, like it, learning it. And I quickly realized how many learning it foods I was sending in her lunchbox. And while as aspirational as it was, and as much as I would have loved to have my daughter eating all of those options, the reality was is her love it list was really, really, really short when we first started ever filling a bento box for her. And I remember as a mom with such competing interests as a dietitian, you know, wanting these Foods for her that were really learning at foods versus knowing that the foods that she would eat, the very few love it foods that we had, were really what I needed to be sending her to school so that she had some safe options, that she had some preferred options, that she had some things that I knew that she would feel comfortable eating, particularly when she was in an entirely new environment and she was, you know, not just going to a new little day program, but also eating in a new environment with new people. And there was just so much newness to it. And I'll I'll be really honest, it took me years to to both transition her into a wider variety of Love It Foods, which was a process that unfortunately cannot be rushed, but you absolutely can do things to help assist and equip your child to expand their Love It list when it's starting out really small. But it also took me years to adapt to what I think she really needed me to send her to school because again, I I knew what I wanted to send her and then I knew what she would eat and they were in conflict at times. And so it took me longer, I think, to accept the reality of what she would eat at school and at lunch. And when there wasn't this like learning to like it at home environment where I could help like Pace her meals and snacks throughout the day and not expect her to just, you know, work within what times food was offered. And so I just share this because, you know, whether your child's starting daycare, starting mom's day out, starting preschool or, you know, full time pre K or moving into elementary school or maybe moving from one elementary school to another and it's just a new environment and, you know, the meal times are different and there's just so many dynamics as we get back into school. I share this story because. Over the last six years, and with each of the kids, you know, they've each had different appetites. They've all had different preferences. And, you know, our lunch packing process has evolved a lot. And thankfully, their Love It, Like It, Learning It list has evolved so much. But I think that early introduction to motherhood that was so vastly different than what I had both imagined and also what I like so deeply yearned to have with my daughter shaped me a lot as a dietitian to understand the realities of feeding our kids, especially when they're not in our care. It's one thing if you're really wishing the control for someone else to be in charge of feeding them, whether it be a caretaker at home or at someone else's home. But when you're sending them to school and day after day, you know, it is your job to provide that. And there isn't, you know, a, a meal program at the school or something. As an alternative, we wanna know that we're sending our kids foods that do help them to feel safe and secure and ultimately satisfied after that mealtime is done. Whether they choose to eat it all or not is not always indicative of the food being sent. Kids can self-regulate even the foods that they love. But my point in bringing this up is that we have to be cognizant of, are these familiar enough foods that we would actually expect our child would eat of them? in a different environment. And so I want to jump into today some of the things that I would encourage you to consider over the coming weeks before your child may be starting any sort of educational program outside the home where they might be eating lunch away from home and away from you. And so with this, if you listen to the episode on Monday, I shared about, you know, preparing them and giving them the just real tactical, practical life skills of knowing how to open their lunchbox, refill a water bottle, you know, twist off snack container lids, or you know, open any packages that might be common, things like that that just can help them have as much time as possible to actually eat because those things are not barriers to them being able to access their food. But in today's episode, I want us to talk about the contents of that lunchbox, whether you send items in Ziplocs or reusable bags or a bento box or whatever you choose, What I want us to talk about today is the contents of what's in that lunch. And I approach this not from an idealistic standpoint of me giving you all these super healthy ideas that are very unrealistic from an honest perspective that your child is going to eat. What I want you to do is first, I want you to write down, whichever is easier, you can look retrospectively or prospectively, at least three days worth of meals that you have either or excuse me three days worth of lunches that you either what lunches did you serve your child over the last three days sometimes that can be easier to just recall the last three days lunches or tell me what do you have planned for the next three days or if you want to be really aspirational do three days back and three days forward if you kind of know in general for over the course of the week what you might be feeding your child because I want you to look at your family's unique starting place and to use that as your template to move forward with Because we can go pin all these different cute lunchbox packing ideas, which is great to give us some new ideas as we start the school year. But so often I see all of us moms doing this as we start the new school year with, you know, fresh excitement and fresh ideas. And then come Thanksgiving and Christmas, we're already kind of burnt out. And if you have a child who's more adventurous and isn't as selective around food. Maybe it doesn't matter for you, for you or for your child what you send in their lunchbox. And if that's you, that is awesome. And I would almost encourage you to not even <laughs> to not even bother listening to the rest of this episode. However, I am going to say it's important that you do have some understanding that that's not the position all parents are in. And honestly, I think that's why I went through so much of what I went through with my. Firstborn being so selective early on is because I needed that perspective. I needed that perspective as a mom so that in my empath personality type, I could deeply feel as a dietitian what so many families I work with are going through. And so I'm not, you know, sharing advice and my expertise from this soapbox and high horse that has zero understanding, but so that I really can relate to how hard that is when you want your child to learn to like and accept everything and yet ultimately they aren't and so i share that perspective because if you are with a child who will eat whatever you send them in their lunchbox, i am so happy for you that that is not one of the struggles that you were facing in motherhood because we all face different struggles and i'm happy for you that that's not one of your struggles and so i praise god for that and i just give the teaser that this episode is going to be more for the mom who does struggle to come up with what to send and does struggle with their kid not eating anything that's unfamiliar and does feel like they're in a rut because they send the same thing every day. And so, as I said, the first thing I want you to do is to go ahead and write down at least three days worth of lunches. If it is the same exact thing every day, write that down. If it is switching up the fruit or the cracker or the beverage or anything that changes, anything. the bread the smear that you put on the PB&J, any difference, I want you to note that. And if it is the exact same lunch, three different days, that is totally fine. We are talking about your starting place. There is no perfection here. We are looking at how we can make progress between now and when your child does go back to school so you feel prepared in what to pack for them for lunch. So I want you to write that down. And then usually, if you know me and my framework and my Mealtimes Made Easy method well, you know that usually I would be recommending a love it, like it, learning it framework. So that there's the love it foods that you know your child prefers, the learning it foods that your child may or may not be familiar with and likely won't eat, and then the like it foods that they may or may not eat, but you've you know seen them enjoy it before. And as I mentioned in the intro with my story, what I was doing with my daughter early on before I when I knew the division of responsibility and I knew this responsive feeding approach that my job was what when and where food was offered. So I felt very confident in that. but I felt very stuck because what I was offering, she wasn't eating. And it was just this tug on my heartstrings to nourish her and make sure that like she had enough food in her belly to sleep at night and go to school during the day and not just you know want all the preschool snacks that I wasn't sending with also giving her good nutrition and setting her up with a good foundation for feeding that would fuel her growth and development. And so what I want you to consider is as you look over the next few days of lunches, again, at home and when you know that, you know, they may not be relying as heavily on whatever food you've sent because you have multiple eating opportunities during the day to feed your child. But if your child's eating their, you know, any number of meals and if it's, you know, snacks and lunches at school, we want to be more in tune with where do those foods fall? So I want you to look at the lunches you're offering right now and you know, whether you're a color coding kind of person, you know, find three different color pens or highlighters or just write next to them. Are they love it foods that you know your child preferentially enjoys and eats majority of the time? Are they like it foods or are they learning it foods? And I just want you to take a quick snapshot from those 3 days. Again, if they're the same three things, or the same meal through each of the three days, make a note of that. But if there's any difference, any cracker difference, any difference in the packaging of cheese you offer, any difference in the packaging of pouches or fruit or any single difference between the items, I want you to specify that because that specificity is going to be really important to our next step. So step one, write down your menu. Step two, identify if it's a love it, a like it, or a learning it food. Then your third step is we are going to look at those menus and the distribution of Love It, Like It, and Learning It items that you are already offering. Because I want you to think about it like this. We need, especially at the beginning of the school year when there's so many things new, we need the majority of the food that we're sending to be a Love It food. It's just the reality of it. And I would say you can send some Like It foods. But if you're sending a Learning It food... You need to think it's about the size of what you would give a Lego man. You might've heard me quote Dawn Winkleman, I believe her last name is, and she uses that reference and it always, I think, gives such an exceptional visual. But I want you to literally visualize a Lego man in your child's lunchbox offering a learning at food, and that's the size of the learning at food that you're offering. You're offering a small portion if you feel that that is effective and worthwhile and not going to stress your kid out at school. Because no one's going to be there to help facilitate the learning to like process And so if it's a food that you know is just blatantly going to be rejected or cause so much anxiety for your kid that it makes them shut down about all the other things you've offered, in my opinion, it's just not worth it, especially in those early weeks. But what I do think is worth it, especially over the next few weeks before kids go back to school, is to see how can we expand on the love it foods that you know your child already loves and eats and grow their comfort level with some of those like-it foods so that we can build in some variety to this menu. Because whether you already have three different days of menus that you're starting with, or you have the same menu on repeat three times, we need to make sure that as we get into the swing of things with school, that our child doesn't lose one of these safe foods. Because when we make our love-it-like-it-learning-it list and our child has a shorter love it list, a shorter list of foods that they really enjoy and that they preferentially eat and that we can just lean on as kind of our staples and probably a lot of what make up those go to lunch items that you've either been offering or plan to offer this week. When our child starts to lose those and we're already starting with a short list, it makes it very challenging to find ideas of what to feed them because we lost our safe option. And so what I want you to see is what are those love it foods right now? Or even going into what are those like it foods now? And that's where I was asking you, note any variation. Because if you've looked at my lunch deck of combination cards before, you know that I talk a lot about the variations. Because we can come up with a mealtime combination. We can kind of come up with whatever that day's menu is. But what we need to start doing is making these small variations to the items that we know our child loves. Because then if they only like PB&J on one kind of bread with one kind of peanut butter, with one kind of jelly, cut one certain shape, then if they're either on a food jag with it where they like it so much that they eat it every single day, but then they burn out on it, we're back to nothing. I mean, we don't have a lot of options then for what to send them for lunch. Additionally, if God forbid you run out of bread or peanut butter, or that jelly and you have to make shift for a day until you get to the store or whatever you know you're sick and your husband makes it and god forbid he makes it different than you do your child is not prepared for that real life scenario. And so what I want you to be working on these next couple of weeks is take with where you're starting. Start with that few days worth of menu and look at it and identify is there any small change I can make to help expand the number of foods my child might accept. Because what we're looking for is, you know, in the feeding stasis is called food chaining. And again, I share this on the back of every single combination card on each of the lunch decks. So on each of the lunch items, they give you different variations that you can offer of the given foods that you're putting in, a, in say, a lunch box or whatever it might be. But that might not be a, necessarily a realistic starting place for you. But what you do need to do is look at what's the cha- what's the biggest change I can make that my child won't care about. Because right now, whatever you're offering, if you know it's a love it food, that's great. But you want to ask yourself, how big of a change can I make without it interrupting the fact that my child really eats and enjoys this food? So if you know your child loves pizza and you're going to send pizza in your kid's lunch, is it only one brand, one flavor, cooked one way, sent in one specific temperature in the lunchbox? Or is it that you could make English muffin pizzas, you could send leftover pizza, you could send pizza roll-ups, you could do, you know, pizza pockets, you could do pizza quesadilla. I mean, you could do a million different variations of pizza, and they just like the flavors of pizza. Or where is the level of specificity there? Because if you can begin identifying this, and you can begin understanding what qualifiers play into your child's preferred love-it foods, you will begin to identify a lot of additional variations that you can continue to expose them to over the coming weeks before they go back to school, so that when you branch out a little and try and add in some of that variety to their lunchbox, they're not rejecting it in the lunchroom. But they know it's, it may not be their always complete, perfect, preferred food, but it's familiar. And they know what to expect and they know that it's similar enough to something that they've eaten before or maybe it is something they've eaten before. It's just a different variation of how you've offered it and you build in more range to the options that you have. And ultimately, that's going to add variety to the foods that your kid eats, not just at the beginning of the school year, but as the school year goes on. So I really want to encourage you to do those three steps make your list either retrospectively over the last few days what you've been offering for lunch or prospectively what you plan to serve for lunch over the next few days and then step two i want you to identify how many love it like it or learning it foods are being offered again at home i think it's great if you can work through helping your child learn to like new foods but right now what i would identify as the third step and the main goal is how can you expand on the love it foods that they're eating or make those like it foods, bring in some of those elements that they really enjoy so that it may be something that you can continue to include in the lunchbox and that you don't lose these love it or these like it foods once you get into the school year because your child burns out on having the same PB&J every day. So work through those three steps. If you have questions, reach out to me, tag me on social, or if you think this episode would be helpful for a friend, I would so appreciate you sharing the podcast or sending them the link for this episode so that they can be equipped with this before school starts. Additionally, I appreciate and I read and I am so blessed by every review I see on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to be entered to win a free set of combination cards, you get not just the lunch deck that I referenced today, but also the breakfast and snack decks. I would love to enter you into the drawing for those as one of the just little back-to-school things I'm doing. Before the combination cards go away and get completely grandfathered into my mealtimes made easy method. So if you want to do that, just leave me a review on Apple podcasts, screenshot it and tag me over on Instagram at veggies and virtue. And I will enter you into the drawing so that you have your chance to win the complete set of combination cards. Or if you want to go ahead and get these while they're on an awesome special that I'm running before they get grandfathered into my new course, make sure that you go over to veggiesandvirtuecom slash shop and order your decks now. You can get just the PDF of the lunch deck. You can get the physical deck of the lunch deck if you want something that your kids can flip through. And, you know, there's so many methods to coming up with new ideas, but you can, you know, let your kids flip through them and put a little sticky note on any of the lunch ideas that they might like and enjoy And that can be a really helpful tool also if you want either the digital or the physical copy of that as you go back to school. So with that, go get working. And before maybe you even move on to the next mom task, write down that list right now, even if it's just on the note tabs on your phone. And if it helps to keep you accountable, screenshot it and tag me on social. I'd love to encourage you. I'd love to give you ideas. I'd love to help you work through whatever questions you may have as you do those three steps. It has been a joy having you on the podcast today. And if you've enjoyed it as well, I have a quick favor to ask.